there are many reasons why you might be teaching multiple preps. Some are in your control and some are not. Today, who I'm going to be speaking to are those who might have a little bit more control based on enrollment. We're talking about CTE, any other elective courses who would be able to reduce their preps if they had more enrollment in certain classes so that they could not need to teach other classes. And today we are going to be talking about how to utilize social media to promote your program. Welcome to the Secondary Teacher Podcast, the podcast for middle and high school teachers juggling multiple preps to get the strategies to reduce overwhelm so that you don't have to choose between being an effective teacher and prioritizing important relationships. I'm your host, Kristen Masick, a 10-year high school engineering teacher, former middle school assistant principal, and teacher coach. Every week, we will discuss strategies, systems, and time-saving tips to help you not only survive, but thrive as a multiple prep teacher. We're going to start with a little bit of a disclaimer. Now, before diving into the world of social media for promotion for your program, I'm going to put on my admin hat and let you know that you need to have conversations with your administration to verify that having a social media platform or channel is something that is allowed as far as policy goes within your school and your district. Now let's get to the tips and the tricks. The first one is to know your audience. We normally think that when we are promoting our classes, that they are to prospective students. But more often than not, especially with social media, you're not going to be able to catch the attention of students who are not in your class. It is normally going to be for those students who are currently in your class or your current students, also your former students, and then your prospective parents because your parents are going to be the ones who are talking with one another and students talk to one another as well but normally they're not going to say hey go and check out Mrs. Masick's Instagram account for my class you're gonna love it that normally is not a conversation that teenagers are having but there are some things that you can do when you're knowing that wider audience. You're going to be thinking about things that your current students are interested in because you want them to share what you are doing, but then also you want it to be shareable or receivable to the community, the greater community, and also those prospective parents or those adults within the community. The second tip is to tell compelling stories whenever possible. Tell stories about what you're doing, about students, past students, who current students, what they're doing. You can spotlight former students showing where they are now so that your current students and also community members can see themselves or their student in that student and the successes that they've had coming out of your program and highlight real life examples that demonstrate the value of your courses on students' futures. The next one is to use some sort of eye-catching visuals. This does not need to be that you are an expert photographer, but 
if you don't have any visuals, which is normally the case, this is what you need to have as one of your things that you do on a weekly basis or even on a monthly basis is that you are taking photos of your students working. What are they doing? It could be over the shoulder, they're working on something, some of the projects that they're doing. It could be that you're doing a tour up your your facility. You could be giving a little snippet of just the great things that are happening and more of the behind the scenes. People love to see the behind the scenes, but then adding that on top of the other content that you have will really draw people in to, once again, seeing and then sharing your content. I do also want to say this, you can be very, very strategic in what you are doing for your eye-catching visuals. And when I'm speaking here, it is that you are intentionally being inclusive in your images. Make sure that you are showing all sorts of students at your school. If you are trying to increase the enrollment of a certain demographic, for my husband's sake in welding, he would like to increase the number of female students who take his classes, he is going to make a concerted effort to have a lot of photos of females in his class, showing them enjoying it, showing what they are doing in there and being successful so that it's not just looking like it is a course or a program only for male students. And you can do this as well when you are really wanting to diversify the students who are in your classes. They need to see themselves as someone in your class. They need to have that relatability and making a strategic effort in who you're taking pictures of, when you're taking pictures of them, so that those are your visuals will really help out. The next tip is to keep things bite-sized. It does not have to be a huge article that you are submitting to your school or your district to post. You could do something as simple as today in blank class, students learned how to blank by doing blank. Really short and simple. You could elaborate on that and make it a few sentences long, but you want them to be bite sized and easily digestible. And that will also encourage engagement and, once again, make it more shareable. These are the bragging things. Here are the awesome, amazing things that are happening in this class. And the community just loves that. So think about making sure to keep things bite-sized. The next tip is to encourage interaction. Now this tip works a little bit better if you are the one managing your social media platform. If you are handing everything off to the school or the district, more likely than not, you're not going to really have a lot of control in this engaging part. But if you are controlling your own, you can ask questions, you can do polls, you can be in the stories feed if you're using Instagram or Facebook so that people can see more of that behind the scenes. And it just really brings people in and giving them a sense of community and then can boost the interest in your course. The next tip is to be consistent. The reason we want not to be consistent is because there is so much that we are seeing all day, every day on social media. And the more you can have your program in front of people's faces, the more likely they are going to see it. 
when thinking about consistency, it can get overwhelming to think that you need to be posting every single day or submitting content every single day. That is not the case. Remember, your job is to be teaching students, not necessarily to be playing social media manager. But what this could look like is that you are creating information or content once a month. You could be creating that content to then send to your school and also your district that have those few photos and a short blurb of what is happening. And then you could reuse that content on your social media platform if you are doing your own. Remember, you do not have to be doing your own. You can rely solely on the school and the district. And it does have some perks as far as having a wider audience. It doesn't really serve your current students as much, but it still can have a huge effect on promoting your program. My final tip and trick for promoting your classes is to create automations or systems whenever possible. Try to get it so that you are not doing all the work. What you could do is you could decide on the first day of the month and even you have a Google reminder that's letting you know, take pictures today. And what you do is you take pictures in all of your classes. Then that same day, you can use AI or you can use a template to write up a little bit of a blurb of what is going on and then you can ship it off. You can also use templates to kind of plug and play Mad Lib style, like that example that I gave earlier that was today we were doing blank in class, something like that. You can also pass a lot of this on to students. You can have them take photos and send them to you. That way you can screen them for appropriateness, but it will allow them to be involved and also asking them what they are learning makes it so that they write the blurb for you. If you are enjoying listening to this podcast, make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss out on any additional episodes that come out weekly. Also, if you got a lot out of this and you feel like a teacher friend could benefit, make sure you share it with them. And you can visit me over on Instagram is where I hang out the most at Kristen Masic, K-H-R-S-T-E-N-M-A-S-S-I-C. Until next time.